Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real churches with real pastors facing real issues. Hey folks, welcome to the Harmony Perspective. We're doing something a little different today. We call it Free For All Friday. Guys, welcome. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. TJ did not he know had what to one do. This line. is free for all Friday, so he we're had just going to roll with it. We're he had one line, it. guys, and he, he dropped the one line. TJ, how are you today? I'm I'm good. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> I'm just not on the same page as y'all, I guess. <laughs> y'all's level there is no page today. Y'all's there is level no page of today. energy always exceeds my level of energy for some reason. So Which should not be. It's caffeine. I know, as the student, You're the younger, younger man. That's what it is. I can't drink caffeine, and y'all can. So Correct. You sat there on your four pots of coffee today. I think that's I've had chocolate blood, milk. I think my blood type is caffeine. So on Free For All Friday, folks, we are free for all. So we're going to talk about whatever wide gamut of things. So let me ask this question. We normally talk about food. We're not going to talk about food today uh, to start it out, but uh, Father's Day was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, what did you get for Father's Day? Oh, I got some more uniform shirts. Okay, so when tell Patrick, them what my uniform is. When Patrick refers to his uniform, he means fishing shirts, and uh, we're setting up, you know, like Rick Warren set the craze to preach in Hawaiian shirts. We're trying to do that for pastors to preach in fishing shirts. So yeah, Patrick, breathable. Patrick is uh, he's setting the tone for that. It's hot up there. <laughs> How about you, TJ? Um, I actually. My car broke down, so I had to go spend a ton of money on car parts and Ooh. service repairs. So that was my Father's Day gift, getting my car back on the road. All right, so good good gift. Get your car fixed. Very useful. Like I'm thankful for that. No doubt. It's back on the road. No doubt. How about you? So I, right in front of me, am drinking what my Father's Day gift is. and it's I know Cheerwine. It's Cheerwine. It is. It's Cheerwine. <laughs> I know you may be thinking that we're going off the deep end here, but this is glass bottled Cheerwine soda. And if you don't know Cheerwine, then you're not a child of the South. But Cheerwine, born and bred in Salisbury, North Carolina, has been around since 1917 and is bottled in West Jefferson, North Carolina, in classic glass bottles. So you did not think I can nerd out on Cheerwine, but folks, I love it. So that was a case of Cheerwine sodas. Was being my terrible day. for you since 1917. Well, they don't even put the. Uh, oh, you ain't got nutrition facts on that one. Oh, they do right here. So 150 calories made with real cane sugar. The only kind of wine a good Baptist drinks. Cheerwine. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> Oh Gallo, man, Gallo one coming to Chester <laughs> County soon. All right, so we're we're free for all Friday. It's going to be the first and the last because clearly we're off the deep end. So here's what I want to talk about on free fall free for all Friday. Um, I want to just talk about how we speak of our fellow churches and fellow pastors. So I'm kind of bothered this week. Um, if you are part of the Southern Baptist tribe, uh, you may know that we had our Southern Baptist convention. Um, in the last week and uh, when we're recording this. And, uh, you know, it was so much hype going into it about what this would mean for the Southern Baptist uh, Convention. And there was a gentleman who was uh, elected, Pastor Litton, and uh, 
my concern is today I, I open up my phone and there's all kinds of news articles about his supposed plagiarism of sermons, which is very wrong if that was the case. Um, but I'm seeing pastors and I'm seeing church members actually disparaging him on social media. So, you know, it's it's kind of a burden of how do we talk about our fellow Christian, especially in the public forum, when there's people who don't believe, they're looking at us and they're looking at uh, some of our responses. So, you know, that's what's on my mind today. And it's just unbecoming for, for, for pastors, for church leaders, for any Christian to name call. Like, Paul had some people turn against him, right? He said, hey, these, these people have, have gone against me. They've left me out to dry. He didn't call them names when he did that. Jesus might have called the Pharisees a brood of vipers, but the whole time his desire is to see him come back into the to the fold, to, to see who he was, not to demean him and, and drive him away. And that's what we see now. Ephesians 4.29 is sure not operating in the hearts of a lot of these guys that I've seen. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's just a poor witness, and it's a poor example for our church. And, and frankly, we shouldn't do it. Um, we shouldn't do it. If I have a problem with a brother... First off, if I have a relationship, which oftentimes we want to lob a stone to people we have no clue. We've never met them, never heard their heart. But if I have a relationship with, with a person and I have a problem with them, I need to go to them, right, and have a conversation with them. That's the biblical example. That's what Matthew lays out um, when we talk about how do we handle disputes. And it's just cowardly, right? I mean, we, we've become a generation of cowards because most of these people— would not say these things to the face of the person that they're saying about them as they type on their keyboard. You know, keyboard warriors are, are really, in, in my opinion, destroying our country because you can say anything you want to with no accountability whatsoever, and, and that's just wrong. Uh, and I think for Christians, that should be the, fu- uh, the furthest thing from our minds when we, we have this great big mission of God to, to seek and save the lost and we spend our times caught up in these meaningless controversies, which the Bible very clearly tells us not to be caught up in. That's right. So it's driving me nuts today, folks. That's what's on my mind. TJ, what's on your mind? You got me riled up over here, ready to go. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, I was thinking coming into this uh, about the particular ministry that I'm in, student ministry and, and tech ministry, yeah. audio, video, streaming, whatever. It's a thing, people. Whatever that ministry is now. But, um, and he's good at it. The, the very forefront of that student ministry, though, I, I've been thinking lately, there was a, a group here one time, a family here, that um, didn't see much need for student ministry or didn't maybe even think that it was biblical. And uh, and so thinking through this free-for-all Friday, I wanted to speak on, is it biblical to have a student ministry? And when we look at the church in Acts, if you look at what the church was laid out like, it was house churches, it was home churches, it was family churches. Students would have been involved within those churches. Uh, surely the parents would have been doing their part in raising their children. Nowadays, that's not the case all the time not raising them in a biblical home or a biblical-centric mindset. So I think student ministry has become a lot more needed. But as far as it's biblical, I like to point to the fact that Paul sought out Timothy even when— Yes, why are you raising your hand? Oh, no, I, I was I was doing a nonverbal cue like you told me to. Oh, there's your nonverbal cue. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. 
Both of them raised their hand. I wasn't sure what the nonverbal cue was, but... We're learning, people. <laughs> we're all learning all the time. But Paul sought out uh, Timothy, and then from what we can tell about the first instance that Paul had any type of impact on Timothy's life, Timothy was around 16 years old. And it wouldn't have been until years later where we saw Timothy come along with Paul on the second tour. He'd have been close to his 30s. But all that time, there was something being poured into Timothy, starting with Paul around 16 years old. And I think there's something to be said there that if, yes. And I I love that that point that you make because Timothy's father was not a believer. Right. Because he's not named in the lineage of faith that he had. Uh, and I just wanted to connect that to the fact that in the decreasing Christian uh, population in America, there are countless kids that don't have that. Exactly, exactly. And so as Paul would pour into a 16-year-old to prepare him to launch into ministry at his early 30s possibly, uh, I see that same need today, just just like you're saying, uh, Christ within the homes is not being proclaimed as it should, as we're told to as, as parents to pour into our children. That's not happening. And so as I'm able to speak on a free Friday here, um, that's my thoughts, that student ministry is biblical, biblically relevant for us today, just as it was for Paul and Timothy then. And, and I think it is, and it's not a a desire by the church to replace parents because that's not what we want to do. Exactly. Because we can't, because that's who God has put in the position. So uh, in, in my free-for-all Friday, I would say, hey, parents, do your job, right? <laughs> you have a responsibility right. to raise your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, to to teach them his, his uh, precepts and his commandments when you rise up and when you lie down and when you walk down the road and when you sit down at the table and when you're busy on your phone, you need to be pouring into your children with the the good news of Jesus. But it takes believers to do that. And so what we know is that that number is declining. And so we're here to fill the gap when that number's down. And for sure, we can't treat it like TJ's one-hour dry cleaning, drop them off dirty, pick them up clean, so many parents, uh, you know, want to do that, right? So you want you as the you pastor to resolve that problem or to help clean up their kids. Um, one one pushback or challenge that I'll have on the idea of the biblical uh, understanding of student ministry that we do really well here at Harmony is student ministry should not operate in a silo apart from the church body as a whole. Exactly. So we see that sometime in churches. Students have their own service, their own discipleship groups. They go on their own camps, mission trips. They're involved solely in just student ministry stuff, and they're never involved in the life of the church. I, I don't think that is a biblical example of multi-generational ministry. And I'm, I'm thankful to see you, TJ, incorporate our kids in the life of the church. And I think that's why we see... In those churches, the high rate of kids that graduate and never return. Uh, research shows uh, from New Orleans Baptist Seminary that it takes four or five relationships outside of the parental unit and outside of the pastoral staff for that student to have relationships with four or five people within that church in order to be one that maintains their faith through college and into adulthood. Yeah, and, and kids 
yearn for that. I think they desire for folks to show interest and be engaged in their life, and it it makes a huge difference. Uh, All three of us around this table were or are youth pastors, right? So we all have, uh, throughout our ministry career, um, served in student ministry, and folks at, at home there are pictures lining our refrigerator now. We're in that stage. I guess I'm becoming an old man. We're seeing our students get married and start their own families. And it's proud moments uh, to be able to see that happen. And uh, TJ, I don't think you had anybody get married yet. Not yet. I'm at the graduation stage. That's, that's all so I'm they're, at. So they're, they're graduating. They need to uh, age out a little bit before they get married. But those are proud moments, and those are kids that we can point to to say, hey, we made a difference in their life, and the Lord made a difference in their life because we were one of those four or one of those five. And I had uh, just today, I sent a kid a message. He's 21, 22 years old. I sent him a message and just said, I'm proud of you, son. He got married in the last month. He's raising a little family, and he was tuning in Sunday to our our live stream of our worship service. Uh, so I, I just wanted him to know how proud I was and, and how much I loved him because uh, you form those bonds. And, and I think it's healthy for Christians to form those bonds. Elders are to teach young men and young women the way in which they should go. I was reminded this week reading in Second Corinthians, it says, uh, Paul writing, he says, the, the only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. You know, Paul was pointing to the fact that the result of these students living in faith really is a celebration. It's almost a letter of recommendation of, of what God has done in our lives, your lives, and then what God is doing in their lives. So pretty cool to see. It is those proud fatherly or motherly moments. I want to talk about parenting and how hard that is. Like, I, I, I'm hard on people at times with, with saying, hey, do what you're supposed to, um, especially parents raising their children to, to know the Lord. But it, it, I, I totally understand that this is a very hard thing to do. Um, you've got so many outside influences. Right now, my my young and my oldest is nine, Hayden. Um, and, and we're just walking through a very different path with him. COVID and the changes that that brought to his life have really, really impacted him uh, at an emotional level, made him very volatile. And and I'm struggling to adapt to this new child I kind of have in in the way that he's been impacted by that. And it's not always in a a graceful manner. It's not in a patient manner. The fruits of the Spirit are not there uh, so often because um, I just don't know how to handle it. So uh, I just want to encourage those that are listening that, that as your kids go through those phases, uh, know that you're not always going to know the right thing to say. You're not always going to say the thing that will lead them into the path of righteousness. Uh, but forgiveness is always there. I find myself forgiving a lot here lately uh, because of the way I, I respond to him. Uh, but that's not the father I want to be, and I know that's not the father that the father wants me to be. Um, so uh, just just wanted to, to, to put that out there. You know, parents, raising children is hard, very hard in a, in a broken and dark world. Um, but, but keep loving them and, and keep pursuing grace for them and grace for yourself 
because uh, as he says, his grace is sufficient for all things. Well, folks, this was free for all Friday. And uh, that's a tongue twister, isn't it? You could say that fast. We had a lot of emotions ourselves in this. I was like really adamant and fired up at one point and then kind of sad here to end it. That kind of brought us down. My bad. Free for all Friday turned negative. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. That's all that we have for today. I want to encourage you to check out the – email address that is listed in the comments. And we'd love for you to be able to uh, email us, uh, chat with us, ask us questions. And uh, we had a uh, one listener question about TJ's beard. Did we ever uh, address that listener question about the beard? Uh, ginger beard, that's what we call it, because he's got some red in there. It is kind of red. I don't think we addressed the question, but um, eight months later, it's... It's growing. I mean, I've had to trim about an inch of it off and shape it up. He's going to braid it by the fall. Um, so that's going to be a really cool uh, view. And we'll drop that in uh, the comments or the description of our fall podcast. So you got had, something to be looking forward to. I had it to. in a ponytail, uh, I think at D-Nail. We had a D-Nail weekend a couple weeks ago, and I think I had it in a ponytail. Then. Do, you, do you call it a ponytail with a beard? A beard? I don't know what it's called. I don't either. It was in a rubber band. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and and Ben is jealous. I am. That's I have why, no facial hair. So <laughs> I look like a 14-year-old. So, folks, we're glad that you joined us today. It was a little bit off the cuff, a little bit of a, a free-flowing discussion, but we want you to hear our hearts, want us uh, to be relational with you. So uh, thanks for joining us. We're looking forward to our next time of being together on the Harmony Perspective. Have a great day. See ya. See ya. See ya.